Yes, yes, what a, um, a sweet song. Um, thank you for sharing. That was my wife, Ashley, and um, she goes by the name of Hope, and we have a, a musical group by the name of Seeds of Amarna. And um, if you guys have been following um, our podcast, um, you know that um, we're starting to do things a little bit differently. And if you've been following our YouTube, we have been in our, uh, our groups who we have um, situated on Telegram. We've been going through the Sermon on the Mount. And so we've been uh, revamping some things with SMUCD. Um, and so, again, my name is Daryl. And um, again, I'm going through the second part of the Sermon on the Mount. And um, where we left off was um, basically this is a reiteration of um, where we left off with, with um, concerning anger. And so... Um, We'll get right into it. And so, um, we want to pray to the Creator, the Great I Am, to give us wisdom for His Holy Spirit to work through these scriptures to give us clarity, give us understanding, understanding that we have never had before, that He is personally teaching us through His Holy Spirit. Please come and fill us up with understanding and clarity to let us know where we stand and let us know where we can relate inside of these scriptures to bring the truth out of all of us and brotherhood and sisterhood and fellowship. We thank you. We say hallelujah. Amen. In the holy name of Jesus. And so we, where we left off was um, in concerning anger. And um, Jesus says, You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you, if you are angry with a brother or a sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift out of the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister have something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister. And so when it talks about you shall not murder, whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you, if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And so when we go back to Deuteronomy Deuteronomy 23 speaks about this. Um, in detail, it speaks about some of these things. It's very interesting um, what's going on here about what it's saying about um, what to do.
23, 19. And it says, um, right here, and actually it's Deuteronomy 25. And it says, suppose two persons have a dispute and enter into litigation in the and the judges decide between them, declaring one to be in the right and the other to be in the wrong. If the one is in the wrong, deserves to be flogged. The judge shall make that person lie down and be beaten in his presence with the number of lashes proportionate to the offense. Okay, it says, if more lashes than these are given, your neighbor will be degraded in your sight. You shall not muzzle an ox while it is treading out its grain. Okay. And, you know, when we look at this... You know, it's just talking about um, fairness. And, you know, when we go further into what Jesus is saying, he said you will be liable to that judgment and you'll be liable to that counsel, that same counsel. And so if we go, if we go back and we go um, further, it says that in... Matthew Matthew um, 7.97 and when we go back to um, concerning anger it says and if you say you fool you'll be liable to the hell of fire so and it says come to current terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to the court with him or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you will be thrown into prison truly I tell you you will never get out until you have paid the last penny so there's a there's an importance here um, being talked about with what we're saying to each other and so when we go to uh, Matthew Matthew 15:10, it says here that then he called the crowd to him and said to them listen and understand it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person but but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? And then he said, Let me go down a little bit to line 16. Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and what goes out and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, Murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. So he's saying what, come, what goes into the mouth doesn't defile, but what comes out of the mouth, what we're saying, means a lot. So as husbands and wives, as men and women, as children and, and parents, it's important to be aware of what's coming out of our mouth. You know, and again it says, and if you say you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you're, you know, you're degrading somebody, you're debasing somebody, you're embarrassing somebody, you know, it's, it's these are the things that come out of our mouth. You know, and it, said, it also says, but reconcile to your brother and sister, then come out and offer your gift. So, you know, we go back to um, Deuteronomy. It also says that it says if you make a vow to the Lord your God, do not postpone fulfilling it, for the Lord your God will surely require it of you, and you will inquire guilt. But if you refrain from vowing, you will not incur guilt. Whatever your lips utter, you must diligently perform, just as you have freely vowed to the Lord your God with your own mouth. Okay, and so what's happening is we're going to the to the court and, and part of this is you're also um, taking this to heart inside of your heart and going before God with this it says if you remember and we go back to Matthew 521 concerning anger it says when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister and then come and offer your gift. Come to, ter come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to the court with him. 
or your accuser may hand you over to the judge. So we know that you know you're you're coming for before God and you're offering your your gift or your sacrifice. You're coming before before God, before the altar. And you know, just like how it says, don't let your sun go, don't let the sun go down in your anger. Don't come before God with anger in your heart, with accusation in your heart, with maliciousness in your heart. Jesus is saying, be reconciled to your brother or sister and then come off to your gift. And we know what happened in um, Deuteronomy when people be, um, came before God with anger in their heart, with jealousy in their heart. They were consumed by fire. They cannot stand before the for God with this anger in their heart. You know, this 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 whole thing is is called concerning anger. And so when we go back we go back to Proverbs. And again, you know, we're talking about what comes out of your mouth. Go back to Proverbs. Proverbs 4 verse 23 and it says keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you keep straight the path of your feet and all your ways will be sure do not swerve to the left or to the right turn your foot away from evil again it says put devious talk far from you put away from you crooked speech it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles but what comes out of the mouth Okay, and then when we go again to, so when you're offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go and first be reconciled to your brother or sister. So who are our brothers and sisters? This is another, another thing that um, we want to look at and pay attention to. Who are our brothers and sisters? And we skip up a little bit to Matthew 12, 46. It says, the true kindred of Jesus. While he was speaking, still speaking to the crowds, his mother and his brothers were standing outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. But the one who had told him this, Jesus, replied, Oh, the one who had told him this, Jesus replied, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And pointing to his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. So whoever does the will of God is our sisters and our brothers and our mothers and our fathers. So these are the, these are the folks, these are the people who we are in fellowship with we reconcile with and if we go further and go step one step further into first Corinthians First Corinthians line six on oh, First Corinthians chapter six. It says lawsuits among believers. 
when any of you has a grievance against another do you dare to take it to court before the unrighteous instead of taking it before the saints do you not know that the saints will judge the world and if the world is to be judged by you are you incompetent to try trivial cases do you not know that we are to judge angels to say nothing of ordinary matters if you have ordinary cases, then do you appoint as judges those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to decide between one believer and another, but a believer goes to court against a believer and before unbelievers at that? So, what Paul is saying here, he's saying that, again, Jesus says that when you're offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go and first be reconciled to your brother and sister. We're supposed to be going and taking our disputes with our brothers and sisters to the church in front of believers and not to the court, not to this court system that is full of unbelievers people that don't have our our, our, um, our best interest in mind who are who are serving the will of un um, of an unjust cause and we're seeking justice we're seeking to be um, led in the right direction and with um, inside of fellowship with the people of God so we should go to the church and let the church judge and to help us in our disputes and it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing to wrap our minds around. But this is this is something that we have to look at. You know, it says, do you not know that we are to judge angels to say nothing of ordinary matters? If you have ordinary cases, then do you appoint as judges those who have no standing in the church? So we have to um, take it to the church. We have to take our. our grievances, our arguments, our offenses to the church. And so, again, as, as, as husband and wives, men and women, um, children and, um, and parents and individuals, we have to watch what comes out of our mouth. It's not what goes, goes in the mouth that defiles, but what comes out of the mouth that defiles and so this this um subject matter goes right into the next chapter um the next the next subject it talks about concerning adultery it talks about adultery and so um in this next part jesus says have you heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery but i say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. So what Jesus is saying is he's talking about, um, he's talking about um, sacrifice. And he's talking about refraining. You know, and... Um, if we go right to Second Samuel, um, we start to go into David's adultery that he committed with Bathsheba. And it says, In the spring of the year, the time when the kings go out to battle, David sent Joab with his officers and all Israel with him. They ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained at Jerusalem. It happened that late one afternoon when David rose from his couch and was walking about on the roof of the king's house, that he saw, he saw from the roof a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful. David sent someone to inquire about the woman. It was reported that this is Bathsheba, daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. So David sent messengers to get her, and she came to him and lay with her. Now she was purifying herself after her period. Then she returned to her house. The woman conceived and she sent and told David, I am pregnant. 
So David sent word to Joab, send me Uriah the Hittite, and Joab sent Uriah to David. And what does it say? That he saw from the roof. That he saw from the roof. They say, but I, and Jesus says, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. And David saw Bathsheba. And he already had intercourse with her. He see it, he saw it in his mind, and then he, he committed the act. Then he went further into into the sin. It says in Second Samuel eleven fourteen. It says, Set Uriah in the forefront of the hardest fighting, and then draw back from him so that he may be struck down and die. That's this is what this is what um what David ordered to to be um for Uriah to be set in the forefront of the of the of the um the battle line. And then it says that Nathan Nathan prophesies and tells him exactly what he did. It says, Why have you despised the word of the Lord to do what is evil in this sight? And this is Second Samuel twelve eight. Why have you despised the word of the Lord to do what is evil in his sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house, for you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, I will raise up trouble against you from within your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wives in sight of his, of his very son. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the sun. David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan said to David, Now the Lord has put away your sin. You shall not die. Nevertheless, because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child that is born to you shall die. Then Nathan went to his house. Then, it, then the next line, it says, The Lord struck the child with that Uriah's wife bore to David and it became very ill. David therefore pleaded with God for the child. David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. And the child died. Then we go, um, go up to um, 12 2 Samuel 12 24 we skip up a little bit. Then David consoled his wife Bathsheba and went to her and lay with her and she bore a son and named him Solomon. The Lord loved him and sent a message by the prophet Nathan so he named him Jedidiah because of the Lord. And so his first son died, and Solomon was um, was born. And so, if we skip up a little bit to see that something similar happened with Solomon, something similar happened with Solomon, and Solomon suffered from the same sins it says King Solomon and this is in 1st Kings 11 King Solomon loved many foreign women along with the daughter of Pharaoh Moabite Ammonite Edomite Sidonian and Hittite women from the nations concerning which the Lord had said to the Israelites you shall not enter into marriage with them neither shall they with you for they will surely incline your heart to follow their gods solomon clung to these in love among his wives were seven hundred princesses and three hundred concubines and his wives turned away his heart for when solomon was old his wives turned away his heart after other gods and his heart was not true to the lord his god as was the heart of his father David. For Solomon followed Astarte, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. So Solomon did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and did not completely follow the Lord, as his father David had done. Then Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, and for Moloch, the abomination of the Ammonites. On the mountain east of Jerusalem, he did the same for all his foreign wives who offered incense and sacrifice to their gods. Then the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this matter that he should not follow other gods, but he did not observe what the Lord commanded. 
Therefore the Lord said to Solomon, this, Since this has been your mind, and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes that I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom from you and give it to your servant. Yet for the sake of your father David, I will not do it in your lifetime. I will, I will tear it out of the hand of your son. He said, I will not, however, tear away the entire kingdom. I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. And so, when we look at this, when, you know, um, Jesus is talking about adultery, he said, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. You know, we're talking about adultery and there's more than, there's many types of adultery. You know, and, um, you know, we started off with David, you know, um, between a man and a woman, adultery of a man and a woman. But we're also talking about adultery, spiritual adultery. Spiritual adultery. And so when we go to. There's a extra biblical book um, found in the Apocrypha and I wanted to share this as an extra uh, uh, extra um, piece here it's called the the testament of Reuben and Reuben is speaking here of um, some of the things that um this is the elder brother Reuben from the from the, the first um, born son of Jacob, um, the tribal the tribal head from the twelve tribes of Israel, and um, he's speaking about his life and some of the things that he wants to um, confess about his life, and he he talks about um, adultery, he talks about um, lust, he talks about um, you know. Um, fornication and he he goes deeply into what what this um what's the what are the the causes of this and what are the effects of this you know stepping away from god and he said my children behold i am dying and go the way of my fathers and seeing there judah and gad and asher his brethren he said to them raise me up that i may tell to my brethren and to my children what things I have I have hidden in my heart for behold now at length I am passing away and he arose and kissed them and said unto them hear my brethren do ye my children give ear to Reuben your father in the commands which I give unto you and behold I call to witness against you this day the Elohim God of heaven that ye walk not in the sins of youth and fornication where I was poured out and defiled the bed of my father Jacob and I tell you that Yahuwah the Lord smote me with a sore plague in my loins for seven months, and had not my father Jacob prayed for me to Yahuwah, would have destroyed me. And if when we when we see sore plague in my loins, that sounds very familiar to this this day and time. It sounds like a STD, a sexually transmitted disease. For I was thirty years old when I wrought the evil thing before Yahuwah, and for seven months I was sick unto death. And after this I repented with set purpose of my soul for seven years before Yahuwah. And wine and strong drink I drank not, and flesh entered not into my mouth, and I ate not pleasant food. But I mourned over my sin, for it was great, such as had not been in Israel. For now hear me, my children, what things I saw concerning the seven rukoth or spirits of deceit when I repented. Seven rukoth or spirits therefore are appointed against man, and they are the leaders in the works of youth. And seven other rukoth or spirits are given to them, to him at his creation, that through them should be done every work of man. This is the first. This is the, the first is the ruach spirit of life, with which the constitution of man is created. The second is the sense of sight with which ariseth desire. The third is the sense of hearing with which cometh teaching. The fourth is the sense of smell which tastes are given to draw air and breath. The fifth is the fifth is the power of speech with which cometh knowledge. The sixth is the sense of taste with which cometh the eating of meats and drinks, and by it strength is produced. For in food is the foundation of strength. The seventh is the power of procreation and sexual intercourse, with which through love of pleasure sins enter in. Wherefore it is the last in order of creation and the first in, of youth, because it is filled with ignorance 
and leadeth the youth as a blind man to a pit, and as a beast to a precipice. Besides all these, there is an eighth ruach, or spirit, of sleep, with which is brought about the trance of nature and the image of death, with which these rukoth, or spirits, are mingled, the rukoth, spirits of error first the ruach or spirit of fornication is seated in the seated in the nature and in the senses the second the ruach or spirit of insatiableness in the belly the third ruach or spirit of fighting in the liver and gall the fourth is the ruach or spirit of obsequiousness and chickenery that through officious attention one may be fair and seeming the fifth is the ruach or spirit of pride that one may be boastful and arrogant the sixth is the ruach of lying in perdition and in jealousy to practice deceit and concealments from kindred and friends the seventh is the ruach of injustice with which are thefts and acts of robbery that a man may fulfill the desire of his heart for the injustice worketh together with the other ruach or spirits by the taking of gifts and with all these the rock of sleep is joined with is that of error and fantasy and so periseth every young man darkening his mind from the truth and not understanding the statutes of Yahuwah Elohim nor obeying the admonitions of his fathers as befell me also in my youth and now my children love the truth and it will preserve you you hear the, ye the words of Reuben your father Pay no heed to the face of a woman, nor associate with another man's wife, nor meddle with affairs of womankind. For had I not seen Bilhah bathing in a covered place, I had not fallen into this great iniquity. For my mind, taken in the thought of the woman's nakedness, suffered me not to sleep until I had wrought an abominable thing. For while Jacob our father had gone to Isaac, his father, when we were in the tower of Eder, near to Ephrath, in Bethlehem, Bilhah became drunk and was asleep uncovered in her chamber. And this is this is Jacob's maiden or servant woman. Having therefore gone in and beheld her nakedness, I wrought the impiety without her perceiving it and leaving her sleeping, I departed. So he had intercourse with her while she was asleep. And forthwith an angel of Elohim revealed to my father concerning my impiety, and he came and mourned over me and touched her no more. Pay no heed, therefore, my children, to the beauty of women, nor set your mind on their affairs, but walk in the singleness of heart and the fear of Yahuwah, and expend labor on good works and on study and on your flocks, until Yahuwah give you a wife whom he will, that ye suffer not as I did. For until my father's death I had not boldness to look in his face, or to speak to any of my brethren because of the reproach, even until now my conscience caused me anguish on account of my impiety, on account of his sins. And yet my father comforted me much and prayed for me unto Yahuwah, that the anger of Yahuwah, which is um, again another word for God, might pass from me, even as Yahuwah showed, and thenceforth until now I have been on my guard and sin not. Therefore, my children, I say unto you, observe all things whatsoever I command you, and ye shall not sin. For a pit unto the soul is the sin of fornication, separating it from Yahuwah Elohim, and bringing it near to idols, because it deceiveth the mind and understanding, and leadeth down young men into Sheol, Hell, or Hades, before their time. For many have fornication destroyed, because though a man be old or noble or rich or poor, he bringeth reproach upon himself with the sons of men in derision with Belial, Beliar, or Belial. For ye, for hear ye regarding Joseph, how he guarded himself from a woman and purged his thoughts from all fornication, and found favor in the sight of Elohim and men. For the Egyptian woman did many things unto him, and summoned magicians and offered him love potions, but the purpose of his soul admitted no evil desire. Therefore the Elohim of your fathers delivered him from every evil and hidden death. For if fornication overcomes not your mind, neither can Belial overcome you. For evil are women, my children, and since they have no power or strength over man, they use wiles by outward attractions that they may draw him to themselves. In whom they cannot bewitch by outward attractions, him they overcome by craft. For moreover concerning them, the angel of Yahuwah told me and taught me that women are overcome by the ruach or spirit of fornication more than men, and in their heart they plot against men, and by means of their adornment they deceive first their minds, and by the glance of the eye instill the poison, 
and then through the accomplished act they take them captive and what did um what did Jesus say about that he said that if your right eye causes you to sin tear it out and throw it away that everyone who looks at a woman with with um, lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart and Reuben is saying right here about the glance of the eye that the poison is instilled instill the poison and then through the accomplished act they take them captive for a woman cannot force a man openly but by a harlot's bearing she beguiles him flee therefore fornication my children and command your wives and your daughters that they adorn not their heads and faces to deceive the mind because every woman who useth these wiles hath been reserved for eternal punishment for thus they allured the watchers who were before the flood for as these continually beheld them they lusted after them and they conceived the act in their mind for they changed themselves into the shape of men and appeared to them when they were with their husbands and the women lusting in their minds after their forms gave birth to nephilim giants for the watchers appeared to them as reaching even unto heaven beware therefore of fornication and if you wish to be pure in mind guard your sentence from every woman and command the women likewise not to associate it with men that they also may be pure in mind for constant meetings even though the ungodly deed be not wrought are to them an irredeemable irremedial irremediable deemable disease and to us a destruction of Belial and eternal reproach for in, for in fornication there is neither understanding nor godliness and all jealousy dwelleth in the lust thereof therefore then I say unto you you will be jealous against the sons of Levi and will seek to be exalted over them but ye shall not be able and so you know what um Reuben is talking about here when, when we talk about you know in the world we talk about the single life he's he's talking about he says for constant meetings even though the ungodly deed be not wrought are to them an irre, irremedial disease irre, it's a disease it's a disease and and so um you know they're speaking on this um the single life that a, a lot of a lot of people live a lot of our our peers live and you know, um, going further into the into when Jesus is saying anyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed the act, and so when we go back, and again, you know, there's many types of adultery, there's many types of adultery, and you know, one's falling into adultery, falling into fornication, falling into this um, this lust, um, can cause us to go down this path of uh, fornication. When we go back. to Malachi 2.10 it says the covenant profaned by Judah and this again this is another example of another type of adultery it says the covenant profaned by Judah have we all not one father has not one God created us why then are we faithless to one another profaning the covenant of our ancestors judah has been faithless and abomination has been committed in israel and in jerusalem for judah has profaned the sanctuary of the lord which he loves and has married the daughter of a foreign god may the lord cut off from the tents of jacob anyone who does this any to witness or in answer or to bring an offering to the lord of hosts and this you do as well you cover the lord's altar with tears with weeping and groaning because he no longer regards the offering or accepts it with favor at your hand you ask, why does he not? Because the Lord was a witness between you and your wife of your youth, to whom you have been faithless, though she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Did not one God make her? Both flesh and spirit are his. And what does the one God desire? Godly offspring. So look to yourselves and do not let anyone be faithless to the wife of his youth. For I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of Israel. And covering one's garment with violence, says the Lord of hosts. So take heed to yourselves and do not be faithless. You have wearied the Lord with your words. Yet you say, how have we wearied him? By saying all who do evil are good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in them, or by asking, where is the God of justice? And so he's describing, you know, that these men are not staying faithful to the, um, the wife of their youth. And going even further, 
you know, with saying, you know, we're, we're not being faithful to the creator himself, you know, for we made this covenant with him. And so when we go back into Hosea, you know, he speaks about these other types of um, adultery. And it started with Solomon and Hosea. Um, if you're familiar with Hosea, it goes he goes a lot further into this and God takes him through some things that, that illustrates exactly this. It says that. When the Lord first spoke through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go take for yourself a wife of whoredom, and have children of whoredom, for the land commits great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Diblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. And the Lord said to him, Name him Jezreel, for in a little while I will punish the house of Jehu for the blood of Jezreel. And I will put an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel. On that day I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. She conceived again and bore a daughter. Then the Lord said to him, Name her Lo-Rahumah, for I will no longer have pity on the house of Israel or forgive them. But I will have pity on the house of Judah, and I will save them by the Lord their God. I will not save them by bow or by sword or by war or by horses or by horsemen. When she reigned Lo-Rahumah, she conceived and bore a son. Then the Lord said, Name him Lo-Ami, for you are not my people and I am not your God. So he was starting to um, to deny deny us because of um, some of these things. So he speaks further um, on this. God speaks further on this in um, a little bit further up in Hosea 2.16. And it says, on that day, says the Lord, you will call me my husband and no longer will you call me my bow. For I will remove the names of the bowels from her mouth and they shall be mentioned by name no more. I will make for you a covenant on that day with the wild animals and the birds of the air and the creeping things of the ground. And I will abolish the bow, the sword and war from the land. And I will make you lie down in safety and I will take you for my wife forever. I will take you for my wife in righteousness and in justice and steadfast love and in mercy. I will take you for my wife in faithfulness and you shall know the Lord. On that day I will answer, says the Lord. I will answer the heavens and they shall answer the earth. And the earth shall answer the grain, the wine and the oil. And they shall answer Jezreel. And I will sow him for myself in the land. And I will have pity on Lo-Rahuma. And I will say to Lo-Ami, you are my people. And he shall say, you are my God. You know, so when we talk about this other, these other forms of adultery, we're also um, talking about, you know, the idolatry. You know, not being faithful to God. We're not being faithful to the great I am. You know, we, we, we um, went into a, a covenant with him. In, in the desert, in the in the, well, in the wilderness with Moses, we went into a covenant with him. We promised that we would follow his commandments, we would follow his ways, we would follow his directions, we would follow his statutes, and we soon fell and complained about it. While after, right after that, but then soon fell into, you know, worshiping other gods, not being faithful. And so he's saying right here, he says that he said that he's gonna he's gonna take take us again he's gonna he's gonna you know we talk about in revelation he's gonna make a new covenant with us he's going to he's gonna continue he's gonna continue to to love us he's gonna he said i will take you for my wife forever i will take you for my wife in righteousness and in justice and steadfast love and in mercy i will take you for my wife in faithfulness and you shall know the lord so he's willing to forgive us he's willing to to make um amendments he said, I will make for you a covenant on that day. And he said, I will pity, will pity on my people. He said, and, and they will say that you are my God. And we'll we'll answer him. So he's he's willing, he's willing to forgive us. And so we have to really, really look at that and, and say, you know, really we have to um to turn or turn our faces back to him. And so when we go further into um to John 
John 8. It says, The woman caught in adultery. Then each of them went home, while Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and making her stand before all of them. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They said this to test him so that they might have some charges to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Anyone who is, out, who, who is without sin. And once again he bent down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No, no one, sir. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way, and from now on do not sin again. So when we see this example of, of God, God is, is willing to for, forgive. He's not, he's not condemning. He'll convict you, but he's not condemning you. He's not condemning you. He is um, forgiving you. And he say, he'll say to you, don't sin again. And we know that when we go back and we sin again, we make the same mistakes again. We fall further into it. But he's willing to forgive us. He's willing to, to, to forgive our adultery. We have many types of adultery, you know, in the world. And so this is the, the pinnacle of adultery. And he's just saying simply to us, don't sin again. I forgive you. Don't sin again. I'm willing to take you back. I'm willing to take you guys, all of you, back. And so we have to understand this. We have to, to look at this. We have to... Um, to pray to him to straighten our, our paths to understand this because this is this is what we're heading towards we're heading towards this um this forgiveness we're heading towards this reconciliation we're he we're heading in into this age this, age, this is an age of compassion and and we've forgotten about these things with this this pharmaceutical um knowledge that's very rigid and very condemning god is forgiveness he he truly is and so, you know, even when we go back here a little bit, and um, he speaks about this again. And Zechariah, about this forgiving of, um, of, of the sins, of, these, of, the, of the guilt, of the shame, of the the um the wrong the wrongdoing and um this is this is in Zechariah Zechariah 3 it says the fourth vision Joshua and Satan it says then he showed me the high priest Joshua standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to accuse him and the Lord said to Satan the Lord rebuke you O Satan the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you is not this man a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was dressed with filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. The angel said to those who were standing before him, Take off his filthy clothes. And to him he said, See, I have taken your guilt away from you, and I will clothe you with festal apparel. And I said, Let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him with the apparel, and the angel of the Lord was standing by. Then the angel of the Lord assured Joshua, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, If you will walk in my ways and keep my requirements, then you shall rule my house and have charge of my courts, and I will give you the right of access among those who are standing here. Now listen, Joshua, high priest, you and your colleagues who sit before you, for they are an omen of things to come. I am going to bring my servant the branch for on the stone that I have set before Joshua, on a single stone with seven facets, I will engrave its inscription, says the Lord of hosts. And I will remove the guilt of this land in a single day. 
on that day, says the Lord of hosts, you shall invite each other to come under your vine and fig tree. So he's going he's gonna to remove the guilt of this land. He's going to forgive us. He's going to reconcile with us. Don't sin again. Follow my ways. Follow my commands. Follow my statutes. Follow my law. And this is why, um, you know, we continue to, to preach that this Holy Spirit is truly delivering to us a whole new understanding of what these scriptures mean. And it's not coming from any, any church. It's not coming from any teaching from years ago. It's coming straight from God himself through the Holy Spirit, through Jesus himself, through the Holy Spirit. That this is really what's going on right now. We just got to continue to pray, to submit to him, to be one with him, to be in agreement with him, to walk with him as children, as children, as disciples, <clears throat> and personally walk with him. And so um, we're going to go further into this on the next um, episode about um, um, adultery and fornication and some of the other um, brothers of the 12 tribes in the extra biblical books in the Apocrypha that talk further about this um, especially with Joseph because Joseph is a great example Simeon kind of talked about this a little bit um, but when you read Joseph's story it goes into how he completely resisted this and and so we can start to understand what's going on around us what's going on in the world by really really understanding these scriptures and the Holy Spirit again is revealing this to us opening this up to us and so we just gotta continue to hear and continue to open up our hearts to, um, to hear the truth and so um, I'll see you guys on the next um, episode peace love and blessings and um, just to, to reintroduce it we're always asking the right questions and receiving the right answers from the Holy Spirit. <laughs>